We have tens of thousands of pages of documents, bank statements, emails, sworn testimony. We have hundreds and hundreds of questions. You have to want to be there for your, for your people. Put it right now. This is a podcast going on. You know what I'm saying? John here doing my favorite thing on a Sunday afternoon. You're listening to the American Freedom and God podcast. Presented by JPF and Associates and the JohnPFox.com training portal and classroom where we share commentary, wisdom, and counsel. This is a weekly podcast show. Thank you for tuning in. Right, all right. James Comer on the Biden family corruption or alleged corruption. Uh, Joe Pags, Joe Pags today talking to Andy Biggs as his guest. Hope message with Stephen Furtick on God's presence. Uh, Dr. Eric Bird with our health segment on best homemade remedy for cough and sore throat. You know, it's that time of year when we might need to be thinking about what is the best possible remedy for a cough and a sore throat but i would recommend you do a homemade remedy rather than over-the-counter stuff particularly because last uh, week's episode we talked about acetaphenamine uh cetaphenamine however that is pronounced you know we are, we are with these uh, medical terms that acetaminophen is not necessarily the best thing for your liver but a lot of these cold remedies flu cough all that stuff you can buy down at the you know, drugstores, um, they do have a ton of acetaminophen in it. So we want to be aware of that. What are some good homemade remedies we can do for that? Uh, this is the more chilly time of year, guys, to say the least. And uh, and this is the American Freedom and God podcast. How's everybody doing? Thanks for tuning in. We are at January 3rd. We're turning into a new year. We're on the third day of it all. Ready. 2024. It's bound to be a big year. Today's titled Big Waves in 2024. Welcome to another episode of the American Freedom and God podcast. I am your host, John P. Fox. And here we are in the year of 2024, January 3rd. I said that, right? <laughs> All right. So, anyways, and I want to get right to it. Today's title is Big Waves in 2024. Well, yeah, it's a presidential election year in 2024. Every four years, we go ahead and re-elect either the incumbent president or we have a new candidate that's been primaried. Uh, either side of the aisle. So, you know, with American politics, there's always been these couple of um, sides of the aisle, so to speak. There's always been these two parties, the Republicans and the Democrats, you know, the symbols being the donkey and the elephant. And I'm just thinking maybe this year, there might be a real elephant in the room. Um, 
you know, how the old saying goes, the elephant in the room was yada yada. Well, I think that this year is going to be about that too. And as far as labels like Republicans and Democrats, it's starting to fade away, in my opinion. I'm starting to notice that that is becoming less and less relevant. However, the norm is kind of hanging in there to some extent. People still do their everyday life and they still see things that way and it's understandable but i've been noticing some slight changes in a presidential year like this one i'm wondering are we even how do we even get through the first year of uh so this is year four how do we even get through the first year of this biden administration that's what i'm wondering and if i just looked at a few things as it began right off the bat taken out energy independence from the United States. The United States was ordered to stop, you know, with the pipelines, the, uh, the, the drilling for new energy. They were ordered to stop all that, the fracking, whatever it is we do to drill for oil and to discover new oil in the country. This, this country was with the, with the God given country that we live in was in abundance for, uh, energy production. And the thing is, it's being shot down in the name of climate control and other things that comes from the people that are in power right now. So we have to, you know, we do the right thing. We, we go by the laws as much as possible, right? You always go by the law. You're doing the right thing. And so one of the things they were ordered to do was shut that down in the name of climate <laughs> uh, change. <laughs> so one, one, one day it's climate control. One day it's climate change. One day it's uh, global warming. Yeah. It's whatever, whatever you, they say, whatever has to be said when it comes to that to, to be up with the times. So I wanted to get into today's monologue a little bit about that. What else did, did, did change um, in the, the last three years? So other than the, the energy independence, well, we now have to, go to foreign adversaries pretty much to get oil. Um, uh, but besides that, other things have changed too. So agriculture, for one, it's been under attack since 2020. Um, I don't know how many chicken farms were put on fire and chickens destroyed. Uh, the, the, the attack against uh, the chickens and the meat in general. The attack against eggs. Prices are going to go way up this year, by the way, because of these things, because of going after our own agriculture here. They want us to stop doing that, things that we did for centuries. They want us to stop, you know, eating those foods and creating those farms. Well, those farms exist and they're, been, like I said, they've been under attack. That's another thing that changed. Uh, what else changed? Well, the prices of everything as a result of those changes, the attacks on the foods and the meats and the chickens and the eggs and um that that's driven the prices to you know record highs that we've never seen before i wanted to buy some free range eggs the other day and they wanted 975 for for a dozen of them and it's just beyond belief you know we used to we used to well, for these free-range eggs we're used to paying anything between two and five dollars you know for a dozen while the other run-of-the-mill eggs uh, that, you know, they're caged and everything else. They're, 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 uh, the processed eggs are basically were, were the lowest cost ones from 97 cents to, to two, $2, maybe a little more. And I've seen that back, you know, a few years back for, and it's been that way sustained for decades. 
all of a sudden that has all changed. It's, it's way up high. Now it's another thing I saw change, you know, since this administration. Another thing that's been going on, um, that I've noticed in, well, this is 2024, but I'm talking about back in 2020, just right off the bat. Another thing that's going on that I've noticed is, well, um, everything is being divided, including a new bout with whether or not there's racism. Um, we're being divided political parties. We're being divided whether or not you can talk about um, a president or say their name without it being a bad word. Uh, whether or not you can rally around and have a network of people that all, you know, with the same mindset, like-minded people, uh, having their own little network and trying to become wholesome in that kind of sense where they, they want to do good things. They want to you know, put money together, come up with a new candidate. Let's, let's get our country doing good again. That becomes a bad thing. Uh, we've seen just um, many attacks on all things Christian. We've seen churches been burning lately. I'm just, I'm so sad about that. I mean, this is we're blessed to be here in this country. We're blessed by God. We have inalienable rights that come from God. And if these anti-God movements were to gain enough ground to snuff out Christianity completely, I can promise you one thing. There will be a new, <laughs> a whole new nation built on Christianity again because God will see to it. God cannot be thwarted that way. There will always be his, his people it's the same thing with when you read in the Bible, you read about the Israelites. I have this um, Holy Bible City right here. I read from it often. I, I've been through it several times. And I listen to scholars who's been through it all their lives. So they're helping me to understand, too, what I'm reading when I read it. And I can tell you, we can't be thwarted. But th there's been an attack on that, too. Just your, your the simple fact that you believe in God is is has changed since 2020. You know, I had a little article I wouldn't mind sharing with you if I can get there quick enough. And I was writing on my blog. By the way, it's johnpfox.com. No H and only one X over at johnpfox.com. I do a lot of blogging there. And I do current things. You know, like this podcast is part one of the things you're going to find there. We, we do have um, that on the homepage. I know uh, I make this podcast specifically for MP3 purposes, um, but it's it's always prudent to <laughs> go ahead and run the diddle cam as we go. That way you got you got the video and and the audio, so you'll see that on the homepage. But there's a little post on there I wanted to just point out. I wrote it back in well as I mean, as soon as I get over there, it's going to show me. I wrote it back in May 13th of 2021. Much more dangerous world with Biden in office. And it's something that I got to point out, you know, it's, it's real easy to think, okay, he's a Biden hater. I, mean, I don't want to even, <laughs> I don't want to listen to John talk. He's a Biden hater. Well, it's not about that. Give, give me, give me common sense here. It's about whether or not things are being made happy. I remember when Joe Biden was campaigning, uh, some of uh, his campaign folks were saying he's going to bring the American people together. But, you know, I've just pointed out that the opposite has happened. Well, maybe not with the people themselves so much. But the political parties and everybody that stands by them, everybody that, uh, you know, lobbies, uh, politicians, everybody that looks for um, debates and conventions on either side, you know, Republican or Democrat, everybody that in involves themselves in that type of politics, that's where the wedge has been drawn. Now, the people themselves are being somewhat, you know, 
aggravated from it all, but it, that comes from news media, basically, guys. I encourage you, anyone listening right now, to keep listening each week. I'm just going to bring you the honest, godly outlook. This is the American Freedom and God podcast, so I like to include a wholesome, honest-to-God outlook. No, I don't hate the, the, the Democrats. I don't hate them at all. What I hate is what the changes are that's been made. So growing up, I was always considered the United States democracy to be Democrat. You know, this is what we are. And, uh, you know, as you study politics and as you study democracy itself, you start to see that there, there's something else going on other than the wholesome explanation to what a democracy is. Yeah, there's something entirely different happening, and it's not that definition of a democracy whatsoever. On May 13th, 2021, I wrote this little blog. I'm going to give you a paragraph of it. This was uh, 2021, so it was uh, a year in to the new administration, but I said America is under attack. People are not seeing it. Well, many are not seeing it. The truth is that with, democracy, with the Democratic Party and the majority, everything that could go wrong in this nation is going wrong. It is a direct assault from those Democratic people and those others who get away with it. The Congress does not get things done, nor do many of them care about the values of America. And that's a, that's a pretty heavy statement right there that the Congress does not get things done, nor do they care. Uh, uh, many of them even care about the values of America. Why would I say that in my blog? And this was back in May 13th of 2021, right after the change of the administrations. Why would I say that? I've noticed that when studying politics since 2016 on into 2020, I've noticed that a lot of times things were being said and I was, yes, that's somebody's standing up. Somebody's going to do something about that. And I would, I would go to bed, you know, cause you watch the late night news, right? And I would go to bed and I'd say, yeah, I, I was listening to that congressman being interviewed. And yes, he's finally talking the right talk. And the next day it just kind of goes away. Okay. So they didn't follow through. And I just noticed that Congress doesn't get things done. They talk about it, but they don't get things done. And then I started to realize something else is happening. There, it's good to talk about things. You, you keep your listeners, you keep your audience, you know, that's what they want to hear. But as soon as you step away from the, the interview there, you know, it's a whole different world that's happening. It's a whole different motivation other than what was just being talked about. And that's the sad part. I went on to write that, um, you know, okay, so that was a long sentence. In four months, this administration has done more harm to the American people in the way of our country than anyone has ever done in the history of our flag. Incompetence from Buttigieg and many other members do nothing to address cybersecurity. These people don't even know what to do about hack attack. When they speak, their words actually ignore the real danger that we're all in. And they generalize and talk around that danger as if it's not there. As this was uh, written uh, about what was happening at the time, something about cybersecurity and Buttigieg. But the, the article doesn't stall on that on that subject. It keeps going with the list of Biden's malfeasions becoming endless to the point where they just decide which national law they will abide by and which is it, which is barely any and which ones don't matter. And that, that is the fact, guys. We, we don't say this out of hatred. We just say this out of fact. They don't necessarily care about constitutional law. And they're in a place of power where you can get by with that. You can get away with that. Um, and that's exactly what's happening. They're getting away with that. No laws matter to this administration. 
Um, on the other hand, it appears that they're still on the up and up when you watch, like, say, what's going on with today in, um, at the White House, what, you know, the briefing of it's watch what's going on with how we're handling foreign affairs. When you watch what's going on, how we're handling, uh, issues at, at, on the home front, you know, they, they got their speeches and they're doing their job and you just figure, well, okay, it is what it is, but, uh, we also see from a way, way other perspective than just that alone. I noticed that when the Trump administration had to leave uh, the White House and hand over power peacefully, well, they did get the, the people did get upset about how the election went. We we have all that behind us at this in this conversation. I'm not I'm not referring to that, but I noticed that when they left and handed over, the new administration came in. All they had to do was put their hands on the wheel and continue to drive the car. It was in good shape. Everything was rolling nicely down that beautiful highway of America. <laughs> and instead, they took the wheel and drove it right into the ditch and started bashing and destroying all things that were wholesome. Put it like that, you know, I'm just going to put it like that. But today, I just wanted um, to point that out. It's big waves in 2024. I'm thinking that uh, what we're going to see is we're going to see a lot of things come to a head, so to speak. Uh, it's, it's been just kind of building up to that for the last three years. And when you ignore constitutional laws and do whatever you want and you start lawfare starts happening to both, you know, between the parties, you go after your political opponent, you try to remove them off the ballot, you accuse them of crimes, you, you, you do all these things so that the people will hear this and the people will start to have a bitter taste when it comes time to decide who to vote for because you were able to get through to them and tell them how bad, bad, bad that person is that you should not vote for them because they did all these crimes. And it is the, um, you know, they're being accused of crimes without actually being accused of crimes and having a conviction. So it's just being said. It's just things that are being said. The man did this. The man did that. The, the Steele dossier, for example, is, uh, he, he did all these terrible things. Let's impeach him. And, and it came out that no, that didn't happen at all. So it's like you start to get a little perturbed. You know, if you're me standing in the, in the audience looking at it all or standing in the background looking at it all, you get a little perturbed because you realize that didn't really happen. And there's nothing that I can do about those particular, you know, in particular instances. There's only, what I'm doing now is I can just mention it. And so all I'm going to say is I would like to keep our freedoms. I would like to keep my Christianity. I would like to keep United States of America to be united. I would like to keep my friends, families, neighbors, relatives. I'd like to be able to put together entertainment, things that I've created myself, songs, artwork, uh, even offer it for sale, just things like that. And, and I'd like to be able to live on free, go out, go out with a big smile each time you walk out your door. Instead, <laughs> something is shooting arrows at all of that, trying to change all of that. It has come to my attention that there are groups, unseen, unnamed, that want to take down this free um, sovereign nation, want to remove its sovereignty. And then somebody else would say, but that's just tinfoil stuff. Well, yeah, I give you that. You can call it tinfoil stuff. But I seem to think that I can trust 
what I've been doing, analyzing information and analyzing actual facts. You're, you're looking at, uh, for instance, on Getter here and Getter News in the sidebar, it says Harvard President Gay resigns. Breaking news. Okay, did I just theorize that? <laughs> so I'm able to look at what's happening and, and, and start to realize that, um, you know, if I can go read that story, let's, let's learn a little more. And when I do, I can put two and two together. It's really not too hard. Um, you can get confused. I give you that. It's not the easiest thing in the world half the time, but it's not too hard either. And so, you know, top Hamas official killed in Israeli airstrike. Another sidebar getter news, um, headline. And, uh, Hezbollah media claims that this top Hamas official was killed in Israeli airstrike. So there's another headline. Now that one, you're not so sure, but the one just before it about the Harvard president resigning. You can be pretty sure about that one. How about this one down here? States revive mandatory mask mandates in hospitals. Uh, up to at least four states have reintroduced mandatory masks. Now, do I look at this headline and say, this is a theory? This is a conspiracy? I have my tinfoil hat on? No. <laughs> Am I writing up a paper that's all just made up stuff that I think is happening because I can see things that other people can't see? I'm not doing that either. I'm simply being me, wanting to hang on to freedoms. It says here that uh, the state revives mandatory mask mandates, but I remember looking into that back in 2020. And I found out that if you can breathe through a mask all day long, uh, viruses can go through the same way your breath can. It doesn't matter that you got the mask on. The only thing it was good for is when I'm uh, in a room and I, we, we're, we're, we're flipping a house, right? And it, it, we're, it's in bad shape. We just bought it. And I'm going to redo half of it because I got that expertise, right? And I'm in there today putting up the... The, the mud on the drywall. Tomorrow I'm going to be in there. I got to smooth that down. So I'm going to be sanding some of it. Not, not a lot, but it's got to happen, right? You see, because I know how to spread it so good. I won't have to sand too much. <laughs> That's a plug for that, right? But no, seriously, I have to put on a mask so I don't get all of that in my lungs. But at the end of the day, when I'm coughing up just a little bit, it's still got a little bit in there. But thanks to the mask, I was able to stand it while in the room. I knew a mask was good for that. A surgeon, he knows that mask is going to keep accidental saliva from, even if, even saliva you can't see with the naked eye can come out of your mouth when you talk. That saliva is only, that, that is what the mask is doing. It's blocking that saliva from getting away from that person and on to somebody else. As far as a germ, well, these are microns. They're, they're, they're microscopic. And it, again, if your breath, can go in and out of that thing, so can a micron. That's all I was saying there. It's not tinfoil stuff. Another header, uh, header. <laughs> it is a header. It's on Getter News headlines, uh, on the sidebar, which I, I could be reading the post, but, you know, I'm just looking at news today. We're doing a podcast, right? So, Representative Tim Burkett, uh, on to Newsmax. This is what he said. Epstein cover up is likely to continue. You know, and these guys are being interviewed. They're, they're in Congress. They're being asked questions by news anchors and they're answering the question. We don't know much more than that when they answer a question. We just know that that's how they're answering. To get to the bottom of it, you have to Pound bricks and go find out for yourself or you have to do a lot of studying. 
And you got to be aware of the source, you know, that you're reading from. And you can also compare that with what happened last year, the year before that, what happened 10 years ago. You can compare these things called cross-referencing, right? So Tim Burchett is saying to Newsmax that Epstein's cover-up's likely to continue. So even though it's been in the news lately that we're going to see some unsealed uh, documents about the Epstein list that, uh, you know, of, of guests and other things, all things Epstein, even though that's about to be unsealed, Tim Burchett is saying, well, the cover-up's likely to continue. And that's exactly how these things work. Just as soon as you think you, you got one step forward, you end up getting shoved two steps back or you're just taken two steps back, the old saying, right? Uh, Michael Cohen loses appeal of lawsuit against Trump. Now, I'm just wondering, is that tinfoil stuff right there? Did Michael Cohen not lose the appeal? I mean, I, I, I know I, I made my point, but I'm, I'm still going because sometimes you have to make your point a little bit more. Lauren Bobart accuses Hollywood celebs of trying to buy her congressional, her congressional district. So I guess their Hollywood celebrities tend to put lots of money into politics in order to get their political, in order to meet their political agenda. And we know that. We know people like Barbara Streisand. I'm not even going to start naming names. There's so many of them. They, they, the, they all want a certain political outcome and they're willing to spend their money on that. When you know what? You could be spending your money on more wholesome things right there in your own town, your own neighborhood, your own community. Yeah, you could be helping out with stuff. You could be donating to stuff that is great for kids. Uh, instead, they care about who's going to be uh, running things in Washington more than anything else. And why is that? If you're an actor or an actress. And same thing with the, the, the singers and the artists. Why do you care about the politics if you're out just trying to make entertainment? You know, when it's, when the holiday seasons come around, we all get festive. We want entertainment. We love the songs. We love the Christmas songs. Get in the mood, you know, the snow's falling. Everything gets Christmassy and it's entertainment. It's about entertainment. Instead, they want to go all whether or not a politician is doing the right thing in their song. And, you know, it's on both sides of the aisle. And I keep saying both sides. There should be a, a third or a fourth side to this. It shouldn't just be two sides, right? Because when you only have two sides, you have a, a constant division or a V-shaped problem on your hands. And it should, it should be other ways of looking at politics than just Republican or Democrat. There really should be. I mean, it's been going on for a long time, so what am I going to say about that, right? I think I could read a couple more of these, and we got to move on to our first sound by James Comer on, the, on what's going on with the Bidens. Um, you know, this is just me trying to put out there today's up and coming and what's happening in today's issues in the United States. I'll put it out there once a week for now. If I can gain ground, maybe we'll do more than that. But for now, this is what we like to do. We've only got, well, 113 episodes of the American Freedom and God podcast. So we've been doing this for a while. You can go back to any previous episodes. I think if you do that, though, you got to realize that that's what was happening then. It's not necessarily what's happening now. It's better to stay up to speed, so to speak. Senator Mendez facing new charges for allegedly receiving gifts from Kutar. Oh, Kutar. I remember hearing about Kutar. Yeah, um, so you can study this stuff, see for yourself. He's, uh, he's, he's facing charges for receiving these, um, 
gifts, which could be pretty much monetary gifts, if you think about it, and it sways their opinions, you know. It's not necessarily a direct bribe, but it sways their opinions. They, they accept gifts, and then they vote a certain way um, to appease <laughs> the gift givers, right? So it's not really a gift. It's just it's something more to it, ladies and gentlemen. Republican loyalty to Trump rioters climb in three years after January 6th attack. Um, yeah, they put the comma in the wrong place there. I think it's Republican loyalty to Trump rioters. Okay, first of all, that's an attack on whether or not there was actually Trump people rioting. I think it's more other people and not so much Trump people, although they can be enticed if they're standing there, you know. But yeah, no, one more headline. House Majority Leader Scalise endorses Trump. He's proud to endorse Trump. Well, thank you for that, Steve Scalise. I do know when when you have a businessman behind uh, the leadership of a huge nation, the conglomerate that it is, is the businessman is going to do the sensible things, and that's what he was doing. And everybody was saying, this guy is crazy for doing that. He's crazy for doing this. He's a nutbag. He's a buffoon. He doesn't... He's talking to foreign leaders like that. He's a buffoon. No, honestly, he's one of the best that ever managed this country in history. Ever. And the people that are running it now are the opposite of that. They don't manage the country. They destroy the country. And they got a reason for it. The, the reasons that they do the things they do just kind of spread out. There's no one thing you can point at. It's like tentacles. It just kind of moves throughout uh, space. And there's tons of different reasons for what's happening. They want it. But ultimately, they do have a, a goal. And that is we maintain whatever we don't want people to know and we maintain power in any way shape or form and that's what i mean by big waves in 2024 which is today's title of the american freedom and god podcast is that if they continue to get these things maintained big waves may start happening you can go over to joe pags uh podcast it's just j-o-e-p-a-g-s joe pags go to his podcast and he explains thoroughly uh recently so it's like an episode or two ago where he explains, completely explains what the Civil War was all about. And I'm not going to explain it right now, but that's exactly what I do on this podcast is they bring in audio aid sometimes and let, and let the experts talk. And then I have commentary to go with it. And I have my own common sense too. And I realized that th that was a horrible war, the Civil War. It was horrible. And so if nothing else, I think that there is lawfare going on right now there is warfare going on right now but it's without bullets and without bloodshed but it is happening and that's what i mean by big waves in 2024 we've just got to stand strong and keep our freedoms the best we can guys and uh, one of the ways you got to do that is you got to know who's going to manage it the way that'll help keep those freedoms and who's going to manage it in a way that's going to hand it over to another uh it's going to lose your freedoms that's exactly what's happening things are being handed over to another country Lots of things and lots of other countries for that matter. This brings me over to my first soundbite. I'm going to go ahead and listen in here to exclusive part three of uh, Ted Cruz, The Verdict with Ted Cruz's podcast. Ted is a senator of the United States government. I, I listened to Ted. He was a uh, presidential candidate. And when he talks, I, I, I hear a lot of stuff that's that makes sense to me. Well, while when other some other politicians talk, I hear stuff that kind of 
bothers me. I don't feel like I'm going to be all that happy if they get if they get their way with that. You know, I don't want to eat bugs. I'd rather still maintain a normal uh, appetite with ground beef or something. Uh, anyways, that's getting a little bit down the rabbit hole. But you want when Ted talks, I like what he says. When many other people talk, it's nothing that I want to hear. And so I go to his podcast sometimes and listen in. And I also will listen to opposition, guys. Don't get me wrong. I'll play uh, MSNBC, NBC, CBS, ABC, uh, Washington Post, Washington, uh, New York Times, all these other publications and news stations that are alphabet news and stuff. I will listen to them, too. I will hear what they're saying, too. And if if I don't go to them directly, when I'm be watching a Hannity show or Laura Ingram, they'll play it for me. So we, it's not like we don't know what the other guy is saying, but let's listen in here to what James Comer on the Biden corruption is being said. The verdict with Ted Cruz, part three of our sit down with James Comer. If you missed part one or part two, make sure you go back and listen to everything that he had to say in those two parts. Now, part three is really interesting as we sat down earlier this week because we got to talk about where all the money is coming from. And now, how much trouble is the president actually in? Take a listen. So let me ask you something. When you subpoenaed Hunter, he came back and said he was willing to testify, but only only in an open hearing, not in a closed door deposition. Tell us from your perspective what the advantages are of doing a closed door deposition first before open public testimony. We have tens of thousands of pages of documents, bank statements, emails, sworn testimony. We have hundreds and hundreds of questions, you know, probably close to a thousand questions. In a deposition, you have one hour. The Republicans have an hour, then the Democrats have an hour. Then you come back and have another hour. The Democrats have another hour. So, you know, easily you can get an eight-hour deposition in in a day, whereas we would have four hours the staff would generally be the ones that would, which I have, you know, my lead deposer was uh, the lead deposer at the Department of Justice in the in the Trump administration under Bill Barr. So we've got, you know, really good people that are really good at this. And judiciary does too. Jim has good people there. They were both going to be in there. We were going to ask them specific questions, hundreds of questions. If you have a committee hearing where you have 25 Republicans, and, and 21 Democrats going back and forth yelling. The Democrats at the last hearing, they filed three motions to adjourn during the committee hearing, trying to disrupt it. You get five minutes each back and forth. Uh, you, we might get 40, 45 questions in. So it's a difference of 40 or 45 questions in a complete chaotic poop scene versus a sit down substantive deposition where we could easily ask 800 questions. This is too important. This is an investigation of public corruption at the highest levels. This has been a substantive, credible investigation that we've accumulated mountains of evidence through bank records and emails. We have lots of questions. You just can't get that in in a public hearing. But I want to have a public hearing with Hunter Biden, and we will have a hearing with Hunter Biden after he gets deposed. For, For what it's worth, James, and this is something that I've talked about on Verdict recently, Look, you're in the middle of the fight. You're working your tail off with a lot of complicated stuff. I understand everything you said there, and I agree. There's a lot of force to the argument you're putting forward. Uh, To the extent I can share some unsolicited advice, which I did in our last podcast, and, you know, I'm a lawyer and a senator, so I'm in the business of giving unsolicited advice. Um, But I would encourage y'all 
to go ahead and have him in a public hearing anyway. And I understand why it would be better to depose him. But from their perspective, they can litigate and fight this contempt for the rest of the year and run out the clock. And that's what they want to do. And, and I know you know this very directly, mm-hmm. but just I mm-hmm. want to remind our listeners, this is ultimately about Joe Biden, not about Hunter Biden. And although mm-hmm. the questions won't be as detailed, there won't be as much time in a public hearing, getting Hunter publicly, he claims he will do it. Um, and I would also encourage, and I don't know the House rules, the mechanics for doing this, but to the extent you can, I would encourage you, if you do a public hearing with Hunter, instead of doing five-minute rounds, do 10-minute rounds. In, in, Senate, mm-hmm. in the Senate and the Judiciary Committee, we often do seven-minute rounds or 10-minute rounds. For a Supreme Court nominee, we do 30-minute rounds. The difference as a cross-examiner of what you can get in a 10-minute round versus a five-minute round is night and day. And, mm-hmm. and so, so I would just... I think the value, if we could get Hunter to testify in January, and if your team could work with your down dais members to have, all right, here are all the questions we need to get. Can you take this module? You take this module. So, you know, sometimes you and I both know there are hearings where you have members, they all do their own thing, and they're mm-hmm. all running around like crazy for something like this. To the extent the down dais Republicans each can take a particular issue, and say, all right, I'm going to take my five or even better 10 minutes and ask the questions, would it be as good as a deposition? No, but I think the value of doing that publicly, if Hunter would answer those questions, the legal jeopardy for Joe would be massive from that, and I think that outweighs the strategic benefit of waiting for the closed-door deposition. So, All right, all right. Oh, I can totally understand that. Where there's another outlook for how um, these questions should be delivered as a deposition uh, publicly, or should we do, um, you know, behind doors hearings? And so well, that's understandable. They're they're really not getting into details in this podcast right here with Ted Cruz, the verdict with Ted Cruz, but they are bringing up that uh, chairman of Judiciary Investigative Committee uh, with the House of Representatives. Um, James Comer, well, they're, they're, they're trying to have this discussion with him. He's on the podcast because the way James Comer decides to proceed is the way it's going to happen. And hopefully they can get together and come up with the best possible way with Ted Cruz saying there, stating that well, it's definitely better to have this thing done publicly so that, uh, we can, we can get these answers out there and the, and the folks that, are paying attention, can hear what's really happening. Now, so we have a lot of corruption going on in government. And it's starting to show up. And I, it can be either, you know, the, it could be either party that does things you shouldn't be doing. And we're not gonna, we're not gonna point to party when, when, when we say there's corruption. We just, it's gotta stop because if it doesn't, too much spending and too much corruption is going to destroy the sovereignty of the United States. So it's good to be able to sit in on these conversations and realize that these guys are looking into this stuff that it does matter to them because I've seen so many times 
Like back when Joe Biden was saying, well, some bitch, he fired the prosecutor. Well, see, because he told him, he told the prosecutor over there from, uh, in Ukraine that if he goes after Hunter Biden, who was on the board of Burisma, the energy company at the time, if you go after my son Hunter Biden, you're not going to get the billion dollars that, uh, you know, we have uh, in store for the next uh, guarantee here for Ukraine. And uh, so you got to fire him. And if you don't, you're not going to get his Well, I just, you know, you can't do that. You're not the president. He said, well, why don't you call him? <laughs> that was Joe Biden as vice president. And we've got that recording of him saying those things. And it's like, all you have to know is that these things are real. And when it comes right down to it, you know, the press secretary in the White House is going to say, nah, no, no, that never happened. I mean, the, the, the Republicans are constantly attacking. Of course, they're going to say things like this. I can assure you that Joe Biden cares about every little uh, aspect of the law and the Constitution and the democracy of our and the American people. And, and that, those words are always going to be said no matter what. It's grandstanding um, to the point of how wholesome we are, in, even though... Guys that sit here and look at this stuff and listen and watch these headlines, <laughs> read these headlines, uh, you can you see a whole different picture. Uh, I'm, I'm, there's places you can go and listen to, to the guys that study this stuff uh, on the net. They want to take that down too. So it's called censoring. Yeah, but there are people that study this stuff and they've been studying it for many years. They can tell you things you, you had no idea that that was the case. And, you know, for me, I, I'm kind of one of those people. I had no idea that was the case. He really, really, they did all this stuff. And, uh, uh what is Comer going to do about it? Well, he's just going to get it out there. He's not a cop. You know, he's not somebody, he's, he's not a, an attorney general. He's a congressman and, um, he's going to investigate. He's going to question. He's going to put it out there. So that can put it on record and that from there things can take place. You know, you can also do a, a referral, you know, after, but, that's just the way things work. They, they get slow walked. They run out the clock, so to speak. So if you can keep litigating back and arguing back or even interrupting hearings, you can make things uh, take longer and run out the clock and nobody has to pay for uh, whatever it is uh, nefarious that they do, right? This is kind of how it works, guys. It's, it's things that you, when you look into this, if you're a fun loving person like myself, you don't really enjoy this too much. This is kind of this. Yucky stuff here, if I might say it in the lower form of layman's terms. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, big waves coming in 2024. We just heard a little bit of the Ted Cruz verdict, uh, podcast. I know that, uh, when we go to these podcasts and listen to Congress people themselves, you're just going to get what they're in involved with at the time. So you're not necessarily going to get what, say, an analyst on, uh, NBC is talking about, but you are going to get what they're involved with at the time. And what's coming, he just said that what's coming in January is they're going to try to question Hunter Biden and um, get to the bottom of a few things. So what they want to know is, did the president of the United States actually take money from other foreign nations when it is as illegal as it gets in our political system? And that's just, they want to know that. Did he do that? Because if he did, we need to point out to the American people that how wrong it is and do something about it. So there is that. <laughs> I have uh, another soundbite I'd like to play for you coming right up, guys. I'm just going to go right to it. We're over at the uh, another podcast with Joe Pags. Now, I listened to Joe Pags, you know, for a lot of the last four years, uh, but not as much as... Probably some of the others, 
However, I do return occasionally to his podcast. He's, he's got a great radio show, and it's nationwide. Um, and I've been hearing him on the radio in between or on the weekends, in between some of these weekday radio shows. And, you know, if you don't listen to radio shows on a regular basis, talk show is so important. As if, if you're just always listening to music, it's going to leave you behind. And then when things go down, you're going to be wondering, well, what just happened? And then your friend's going to step up and say, well, so-and-so did this and did that. That's an alleged uh, crime. And they're, they're trying to do something about it. He's going to say, are you kidding me? And this, you're just not going to understand what's going on when it happens. But if you're constantly letting something be in your earbuds each day for an hour, at least an hour, listening to a show, um, you get to the point where you start learning stuff and you all of a sudden you start having outlooks yourself. And that is what I recommend. Take on a show. If you're with, um, if you're with a Democratic party, you always vote with a D in your name and take on a show and listen to them all the time. But what I recommend is that we all take on a show and listen to people at least an hour a day. That way you, you have more sources and you have more information. And when something happens that becomes breaking news, you kind of understand how we got there. But if you just, breaking news happens and you're like, what, what, what just happened? What, what, what? You're going to get all the wrong answers for the most part. You're not going to be able to make an opinion yourself that comes from within because you wouldn't, you're not, you're never tuning in to any of it. Um, on the other hand, I hate to recommend tuning into politics in general because it can be, you know, not fun. But uh, And not only that, it can start getting you to a point where you might start throwing chicken wings across the dinner table while talking to family because some of this stuff might just really tear you up inside, right? Well, unfortunately, guys, we, we have to know what's going on and it is our job to either be a patriot or not. For people that hate the United States, all I can say is well, please go somewhere else then and let the United States be. But you know what? They see it as fair game. No, we hate the United States. We're not going somewhere else. We're going to take her down. So they see it as fair game. It's kind of like warfare. It's a warfare book. Hopefully, it'll stay without actual bullets, right? We don't need that kind of... The Civil War was a horrible thing. And speaking of that, was Joe Pags also explained about that in some of his earlier podcast episodes. But I'm not on that page at the time. At this time, I'm over here listening to part two of our two of a conversation he's having with Andy Biggs. Now, I'm not sure what they're talking about here, guys. I know I should in advance. But the thing I like to do, you know, let's just let's just wing it sometimes. See what you're saying, and let me just kind of comment, see if I know anything about it. Let's listen to it. Right, get right into the Hunter Biden uh, hearings, the Biden um, corruption investigation. Uh, and I'm going to ask you a question that I don't think anybody's asked you before, and I'm not really sure what the answer is. Is the American public being too impatient with you guys now that you're in control? And the reason I ask that is. Nancy Pelosi would wake up in the morning and say, yeah, screw it. Let's let's impeach Trump again. Um, Is it unfair to compare what you guys are doing to what the Democrats did to Trump? Uh, In some ways, yes. In some ways, no. So 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 what you need to think about is um, when they got control of the House, they basically went pedal to the metal and went after Donald Trump every which way. Um, and, And we. We just have people that don't want to do it. I mean, and and so Nancy Pelosi controlled that conference 
with an iron fist. And she did it because she controlled all the money. And her people would do whatever they wanted her to do. And, and we, we are not that way. But the bottom line is, though, um, we, we have something against us. And that is that the bureaucracy is supporting the Biden family and the Biden regime. Yes. And, and they fight us every uh, bit of the way. Under Donald Trump, outside of the political appointees at the very top, all the bureaucrats were supporting the Democrat position. So right. uh, it was it was in some ways easier because they weren't obfuscating and, and uh, you know obstructing the path of Nancy Pelosi like we have them doing here. Hey, and I understand that. It's a great answer. Um, and the reason that I ask, and I think it's obvious why I'm asking, Nancy Pelosi impeached him twice on nothing. Literally nothing. The phone call was, as he says, perfect. And he didn't try to, try to, you know, um, um, overturn the election or start a riot on January 6th. In fact, we know from Cash Patel that Donald Trump offered 10 to 20,000 National Guard troops that were turned down by the mayor of DC, that were turned down by Nancy Pelosi, and they were turned down by the Capitol Police. So they, they impeached him twice on nothing. And here we are looking at a treasure trove of evidence against Joe Biden going back to the 1970s, for God's sakes. <laughs> You see what I mean? They can go after Trump from day one. <clears throat> Nancy Pelosi controlling Congress money, you know, controlling the House. And stop at nothing. Find things that we can impeach Trump over. Just find it, you know. And uh, now you get uh, the new this new administration in there for the last three years. And it is a treasure trove of things you can find where Trump, you know, they had to kind of make stuff up. And then. It is two different types of parties. Uh, without going into the details, you can just see the imbalance. You know, the United States is supposed to be a balance of power. We have three levels of government for that reason. You have the judicial branch. You have the legislative branch, which is Congress, which is made up of the House of Representatives and the Senate. And then you have the executive branch, which is made up of the Department of Justice and the White uh, Office of the Presidency. But you know what, guys? The, the three... Levels of government were designed to have a balance of power, but what's happening is it has gotten out of uh, that balance really, really bad. And you know, he used the term obfuscating. They, they know how to spin and obfuscate things to the point where they can hang on to power one way or another and make the American people believe what they're saying based on uh, you know their speeches and the things that they're they're doing. You know, in Congress itself or anywhere else, like in the White House, like with the press secretary answering questions as each day passes. They know how to do this stuff where the balance of power becomes eroded. Now, if you if you look at the Republican Party, traditionally they say, you know, we're not trying to throw grandma off the cliff. We're not trying to, to take away um, relief programs. We're not trying to do all these things. But we're not trying to go after the Democrats for their malfeasance. One of the reasons is we're not like that. We, we care about, the, you know, the Constitution. And so, well, when you look at the Democrats, it's just hammer, 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 hammer away at the opposition. They don't, they don't care about no Constitution. They don't care about anything else. And they also project exactly what it is that they do onto the opposition. So, you know, if you can just kind of think that through and let us think in it's projection is it's age old you know when 
when you accuse uh, somebody of doing what it is you're actually doing, but you can make it look like you're not doing it, but they are, you know, <laughs> so kind of one of them things. So I got to get over to the hope message, guys. We never like to leave you hanging with uh, political stuff in your brain. I want you to, I want you to leave here with good stuff in your brain. So we have the hope message and the health segment that I have to get through so I can get that done. Stephen Furtick is talking today. His title is Even When You Don't Feel God. And it's going to listen in for a minute with Stephen. We've got a conversation that we need to have. Not how much does God love you. That's sad. And, and guess what? We don't even need to talk about, is God with you? His presence is, is sad. You think you can run God off? I just don't know. I just don't feel God's presence. What does that have to do? Feeling God's presence is not a factual indication of whether God's presence has left you or not. You know why you're not feeling his presence? Because you're not saying any prayers. Yes, I do. I pray every day. No, you close your eyes. You worry. You call it prayer. Nice little Christmas message I brought you today. No, I want to help people. I'm past the point in my life of wanting to be like a religious entertainer. And, and the fact is, what I saw studying the passage, because I was so consumed with this cloud, I'm like, yes, Lord, lead me, God. Show me where the water is. Show me where the food is. Show me where the opportunity is. Show me the money. Show me the ministry. Show me, God. Show me. Show me. And the Lord is like, what good did it do them to have the cloud? When they finally got where I was taking them, they didn't have the courage to do it. So don't ask for the cloud. Ask for the courage to go forward in knowing that he's with you. Okay, Lord. I'll do it. Just give me a confirmation. Lord, I'm just waiting for a confirmation that it is your will for me to give in this offering. Okay, cool. I confirmed it on Calvary when I gave my only begotten son. Yeah. Amen to that. <laughs> Great stuff from Stephen Furtick. Guys, you can go over to uh, stephenfurtick.com or .org. You might just have to type his name into the search. Um, but I'm looking at him on the YouTube right here for this podcast, so you can also go there. Um yeah, he's got some great messages. I encourage you to listen to the whole thing. It's just it's a wholesome message. You know, Moses had to actually stick his foot in the water before the seas parted, uh, as, as it goes into, as it talks about in the Bible. So he, God told him, you know, you take your, take my people and take them and get them out of Egypt and go where I tell you to go. And when he got to the, the part where they had to go through the sea, God parted the sea for him. And one of the things is Moses said, Father, where do we go from here? And he's, he's like, didn't say anything and he just turned to the people and he said let us drown lest we be slaves forever to the egyptians and he just started he said heck with it i'm going to walk into the water god's with us and when he did that then they parted so you i lead you there you gotta have the courage to do it at that point it's a great message and you know you can take that concept and talk for a long time on that's what Stephen's doing. He's gonna he's gonna elaborate on that concept. And he's also gonna bring up other fine examples out of the scripture along the way. So 
Don't forget about the power of prayer and have the courage to act on it and see what God's doing as he blesses you throughout your life. Again, you don't want to just worry. You don't just sit there and worry and call that prayer where God didn't answer my prayer. Well, all you did is hold your hands over your heads and worried. So we don't want that either. You have to think, you keep the power of the goodness in your heart and think positive and know that God is doing something when you pray to him. You don't see it right away, but you don't see God either, right? But he's there. He's definitely so there in the form of the Holy Spirit. And so, and one day the Holy Spirit will be absent from the earth. And this is a time when you will not want to be here. The, the evil will be rampant. You know, he's going to end it. He's going to end it. He tells us about it in the book of Revelation. He tells us about it in the book of Daniel. A couple other places in the Bible. He's going to end it all one day. The, the earth doesn't get destroyed by man and climate change. Earth, God is going to do that part. He's going to take care of things. You can find out more about that, too, just by listening to people like Stephen Furtick, Dr. David Jeremiah, Pastor Greg Laurie. So there's that. I want to bring us now to the health segment of the American Freedom and God podcast. We need to talk about what makes us healthy, what keeps us strong, what not to do to destroy your liver, what not to do to destroy your kidneys. What can you do in today's message? What can we do if we get a cold or a sore throat? It's that time of year to be talking about this, guys. Let's listen to Dr. Eric Berg, DC. Now, it does involve honey. In other videos, I've always talked about honey and how it can affect your blood sugars. But in this circumstances, if you have a cough, especially a chronic cough or a sore throat, I changed my viewpoint on that. I'm going to tell you why in a minute if it's a very specific type of honey. But this remedy involves a certain type of honey, which I'll explain, lemon apple cider vinegar, and water. And the active ingredient that has most of the benefits is Manuka honey, okay? This is a very specific type of honey that has some very interesting effects, uh, very interesting research, and a lot of natural chemicals that create all sorts of effects. So even now, it is a sugar. It's 70% fructose and 30% glucose, okay? It can affect your blood sugars. It has a lot of other things in it that can actually help you for various things, which I'm going to go through. There's some massive research on this type of honey. I'm going to put all the links down below. But in one study, it worked better than an antibiotic and certain medications for coughing. And so just to clarify, it's not the fructose or the glucose that's creating the positive effect. It's all the other amazing chemicals that these little bees go out and extract from flowers and bring back to the beehive, specifically the Manuka bush, which has some amazing, amazing phytochemicals. Manuka honey has been shown to decrease the symptom of a sore throat. It has positive benefits for burns, all types of burns. It's great for wound healing, as well as ulcers, like in bed sores. In fact, it's an approved FDA treatment for both wound healing and bed sores. Apparently, some of these natural chemicals in the honey release oxygen from your hemoglobin and speed up the healing process. It has anti-allergy effects, anti-inflammatory effects. It can inhibit an upper respiratory tract infection. It has anti-thrombotic effects, which help reduce clotting. It has major beneficial immune effects. It also inhibits a strep bacterial infection, as well as showing positive benefits for gingivitis and periodontal disease. Even though it's a sugar, it does not cause cavity. In fact, it can reduce placking. 
And again, I'm not recommending this as part of your diet because it has a lot of sugar in it, but for coughs and a sore throat, you might want to try this. So this is simply how to make it. You get a mason jar, okay, with a lid, and you add two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar. Why? Well, um, apple cider vinegar increases phagocytosis. It can help speed up the immune process and get you through this infection a little bit faster. Also, apple cider vinegar is antimicrobial. All right, second thing is you're gonna add two tablespoons of lemon juice. If you have the time, I would prefer if you took one whole lemon, make sure it's organic, and blend the whole lemon as a part of your lemon instead of the lemon juice. Why? Because there's gonna be a lot more vitamin C if you have this raw blended lemon mixture in this concoction. But if you don't have time for that and you want more convenience, just use two tablespoons of lemon juice, preferably organic. Now, lemon juice has some some really amazing properties too. Um, it can act as a natural antibiotic. It has antimicrobial properties. It can also suppress a cough. All right, the third thing you're going to add is two tablespoons of Manuka honey. Then you're going to add eight ounces of water. You'll shake it up, keep it in the refrigerator, okay? And I would recommend taking it as a shot. Get a shot glass, take a shot at a time, slug it down, let it like permeate your throat and swallow it, and you can do that several times a day. Now, I don't recommend uh, boiling this because we're dealing with enzymes and certain chemicals that can be affected with heat. However, another thing you could do that works pretty good is make some slippery elm bark tea, okay? And then you can let it cool down a little bit, add the honey to it, like one tablespoon, okay? You can melt it into the mixture, and you can sip that as a tea. Just don't add the uh, honey when it's really, really hot. And as one additional point, if you're gonna blend the lemon instead of using the lemon juice, what I would do is I would mix everything together, okay? The water, the honey, the apple cider vinegar, and the glass of water, and blend that as one unit, okay? There you go. And he mentioned too, if you do go to lemon juice, get, get organic lemon juice so that you know it came from an actual lemon and it wasn't a concoction of something else <laughs> that tastes like lemon. Yeah, that's important. So when we buy stuff, we always look for organic anymore. And, you know, once you get past a certain age, you know, that's when it counts the most. However, it could count when you're young too. As a matter of fact, I know it will count when you're young as well. Sorry about that. Yeah, it definitely counts when, you know, either way, it really counts when you get older. So you want to make sure you're getting organic stuff. Um, keep into what is the real deal and, and stay away from processed, stay away from stuff that is synthetic. Same thing with medicines. You know, if you start taking medicines, you got to know that acetaminophen, which we talked about at the beginning here, can be very dangerous for your liver. I'm not saying it won't treat the problem you're having, but it doesn't set well in the liver. We talked about that a couple of episodes ago. That's about it for today's episode of the American Freedom and God podcast, guys. I was hoping to bring you the, some of the best information in the health segment and in the, the, the hope message to make you feel better. Don't forget to include uh, prayer into your everyday life. Don't forget to do that. You got to get up and keep talking to the Lord. Talk to the Holy Spirit and watch how the blessings start happening. It's what works for me. It's been working for me for ever since I was a little kid. 
I'm going to keep going that way, and I hope you'll do the same. And so we're going to talk about this again next week. But until then, goodbye. This has been the American Freedom and God podcast. Join us every week for the latest episodes. Please subscribe, rate, and review the series. Visit us and comment on a blog post at johnpfox.com. Happy listening, and remember to always show your awesome. Bye. Stupid as stupid